had a good session this past session, and I think that that will provide a, a great baseline of where to begin our work this coming year. MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session. Got to have the ability to get their product to market. As long as you're performing, we want to be behind you pushing. Welcome in to another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session presented by the Mississippi Department of Transportation. I'm MDOT Deputy Director of Public Affairs, Paul Fatul. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Will Kraft, Public Affairs Director. You might notice the title change. Will, I want to officially welcome you to Public Affairs, boss. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it very much. Super glad to be here. I was uh, working with you guys so much and enjoyed it so much, I just decided to come be a full-time part of the team. There you go. We love it. We love it. All right, let's get right into it. Today's episode is being recorded on March 1st. The session runs pretty pretty fast and heavy, so we want to mention that. And we also want to welcome a repeat guest, State Representative Charles Busby, who represents uh, District 111, that's Jackson County, since 2012. Thank you so much for coming into the MDOT studios to talk with us today. Uh, thanks for having me, and Will, congratulations. Appreciate it, appreciate it very much, very much. So let's, uh, let's get into it. So what's going on with the session? Where, where are we right now, Representative Busby? Well, yesterday was the, the deadline to get bills out of committee that, that originated in the other house. So that means the, the bills that came to the House from the Senate, we had to get them out of committee by yesterday. And the same thing, the House bills had to come out of Senate committees yesterday. So there was a little you know, political activity late yesterday evening as, as we put things on pause and a handful of bills that were being watched closely by leadership uh, down on the Senate side until we moved on finalization of our bills uh, late yesterday afternoon. I think we got out of there about about 530, uh, which is, is you know a little later than we typically get out. But uh, now I think we only have 85 Senate bills because we worked the calendar oh, wow. pretty good yeah. last week. We worked the calendar pretty good. I think we got 85 Senate bills on the calendar, on the general calendar, that we have to take up uh, in the next week and a half. So I think that deadline is a week from tomorrow. I think you're right. Uh, so we should, have, we should have plenty of time to knock that out. And, you know, I've got my fingers crossed, guys, that we may actually wrap this thing up before schedule signing die. Signing die is scheduled for wow. April the 2nd. And, uh, you know, we perhaps could, could – uh, could wrap it up a week early. That's awesome. Amazing. What makes you say that? What are you, what are you saying? We're just that far ahead of schedule. That's I awesome. mean, we, uh, we, uh, we've got 85 bills, like I said, on the general calendar. We've got some appropriation bills and ways and means and things like that as well. Uh, that doesn't include local and private. It's just the general bills, 85 general bills. And we get rolling uh, on, a, on, a, on a couple of pretty good days. We could knock those out. So, you know, if we saw fit to spend the rules and move the deadlines, uh, uh, that would be okay with me. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think everybody would. I know Definitely. you guys spend a lot of time up here and uh, jumping at the bit to get back home. Life doesn't stop back home just because right. you're in Jackson, I know. Um, well, you talked about all those bills and those deadlines. What are the big ones we're looking at? You know, we have our, our babies, of course, the Emergency Road and Bridge Fund. Uh, there's capacity program talks. What, 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 are we, what all you are know, we looking at? Uh, well, the, I think it's going to be a fantastic year for transportation. Uh, the governor came out uh, last week or week before and with a with a tremendous program, 1.3 billion, yeah. getting that money over to MDOT and allowing us to be able to program that money over a period of years. I think that's the right approach. That's a way to do that. Uh, to, to go back into capacity projects, a lot of paving projects, 
Uh, the only thing that was left out of that program that, I th that I'd like to see addressed, and I've, I've got the wheels in motion to do that, is multimodal. We have the opportunity through 2026 to, uh, to, to get uh, a lot of federal match money uh, from multimodal, and I'd like to see us put some money into multimodal and leverage that. You know, e each year uh, we take about $10 million out of our highway budget, and we put that towards multimodal. And when we're talking about multimodal, we're talking about our ports, our airports, our rails, and a little bit of mass transit that we have around the state. So you, you start spreading out $10 million amongst all of those four types of entities, the 15 ports, all the rails we have, all the airports we have, and it just doesn't add up to a much. Sure. So if we could get that and, uh, and, and, and build a program with that over the next few years, I think that would be instrumental for our, our ports and our harbors, all of our multimodal entities. Uh, the other thing is I'm real proud of, Harry Lee James with a State Aid does a great job, and, and we have been able to uh, get a uh, continuous revenue stream for uh, the local system bridge program. Yes. All right, so what we've done now, that, with that we had been putting $20 million a year in the local system bridge program, but that was, the, that was the first dollars that as soon as somebody needed something, those were the dollars that they took. So they took that away, and so it, it really wasn't a steady revenue stream. So in 2018, we put 5% of the use tax or the, uh, the, the internet sales that's tax. Right, that's right. Put 5% of internet sales tax towards local system bridge program. All right. It, it turned out to be, I don't say more money that was needed than was needed, but it was more money than we expected. So like this past year, we, we brought in where we have been putting 20 million in, we brought in $41 million. Wow. So um, we have put a tremendous dent on those bridges that we had 500, three years ago we had 540 bridges that were posted or closed in that program. Today we have 240. Yeah, we, we, we have made a, a tremendous difference. So as we have begun to, to, to address that problem and, uh, and bring solutions to fruition there, now uh, Representative Lamar, uh, Trey Lamar, Chairman of Ways and Means, come up with the idea, let's, let's increase it by 1%. Let's go from 5% to 6%, and then let's split it between LSBP and state aid bridges. Because okay. we had not addressed state aid bridges. So now we've got about $25 million a year going to state aid and $25 million a year going to the local system bridge program. I think it's a fantastic idea. He's a smart dude. He came up with another great <laughs> idea. And I, I'm, I'm just I'm tickled to death to have him on my team. He is, uh, he's been right there the whole time since the 2018 special session. Uh, he's been he's been using his uh, his uh, his intelligence to help us over here in transportation. I appreciate it. Absolutely, on all those notes, right? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. It's good to hear that transportation is the forefront of the conversation over there across the street, for sure. So, listen, autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles—that seems to be a big topic of conversation. Last week, we had uh, Commissioner of Department of Public Safety Sean Tyndall over uh, to talk to us, and he was talking about new enforcement issues, but kind of in general. Can you talk about the conversation over I, there when it I comes can, to that? I can. Uh, I handled that bill myself. Actually, both those bills myself. You know, you guys brought us a bill over that would allow uh, DOT to, to form some public-private partnerships in order to build out the EV infrastructure. So I don't want to uh, 
confuse the two. Right, sure. It's a big difference in EV and AV, electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles. So um, the AV industry came to us, and, and when you look at the map of, of the southern states, there's a glaring hole right there where Mississippi is that have no AV uh, regulations. So we need to get something in place or we're going to miss the boat on that. The reason it's necessary is a trucker shortage across the country of about 80,000. Wow. That number is expected to increase to 160,000 by like 2026. So it's a, it's a major impact on our economy if we can't move those goods, goods to market. So AV trucks are, are going to be the first ones to come. Well, you know, it's something that you've never dealt with before. So the issues become you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So we've done the best we could with the bill. We have worked with DPS and, and uh, Commissioner Tyndall to get the language in there that, that we want. However... I, I put a, a repealer on that section of the bill. It's called Law Enforcement Interactive Interaction Plan. So we think we've got what we need in there, but I put a three-year repealer on it, so we have to go back and look at it in three years. And because by then, there will be less things that we don't know because we don't know. Sure. So we will have educated ourselves a little bit more. We might need to tweak that a little bit uh, in that three-year period. We'll, we'll determine where our mistakes are and, uh, and, and try, to, try to tweak that. Now, there's, here at the last minute, there's, uh, there's been some concern from the insurance industry about it. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a big deal. I think we'll be able to hammer that out. It's my understanding that the Senate has passed our bill with a reverse repealer in it, passed the House bill. We've held the Senate bill on a motion to reconsider. I'll probably just let it die right there, and we'll take uh, the House bill to conference and, uh, and hammer out whatever final issues we have there and, and pass that out. But um, it's, it's important to the commerce of the state of Mississippi that we get that bill passed. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of times we're talking about these EVs, and I'm talking about myself here. <clears throat> you know, I look around, and I'm like, man, we're 10 years. You know, we're 20 years away. But I think... While that may or may not be true, you now, guys... Now, you're talking about EVs or AVs? Well, a little bit of both, okay. honestly. But, you know, like you just said, those conversations really got to happen now, mm -hmm. even if it is 10, 20 years. They are. Will, you know, I took the committee to CAVS last spring. I don't know if you knew that or not, but mm -hmm. it's the Center for, uh, for Advanced Vehicular Systems at Mississippi State. Okay. Intelligent group of people there. I, I, wanted, the, I wanted the committee to get an idea of what the future of transportation looks like. Everybody agreed, just like you just said, that we, we believe that fossil fuels are going to be around here for a right. long time. Right. EVs are going to take a portion of the market, and so are hydrogen vehicles. Mm, yeah. So the big question was not so much what the future looks like, but when is it going to look like that? Yeah. And when will be, we be prepared for that? So, uh, you know, that, that, that brings a whole, whole set of challenges. How do, we, how do we get the money to maintain our roads and bridges when we're not using fossil fuels anymore and, and fuel taxes being the yeah. number one revenue source that we've been using? And now we go to hydrogen or electric. How do we do that? Well, you know, we handled the electric issue in 2018 in the special session, and, uh, you know, we, we indexed. Right. We indexed that fee, and that fee has, because of inflation, has gone up from 150 to I think it's $161 now, something like that. And the uh, hybrids went from 75 to $80 over that period of time. So it's moving with inflation. Sure. Small numbers now, 
But uh, then I wish we had done the same thing with alternate vehicles, alternate fuel vehicles. Then we wouldn't have to worry about these hydrogen vehicles coming on. But I think we're going to eventually get to uh, a RUC system, you know, road usage charge system, which is, seems to be getting more and more common across the nation. The question is, how do we do that without uh, imposing on people's private? privacy mm -hmm. so that's that's going to be the big issue it Some might be like tax at the pump type it it it, it would be it be a formula based on the gross vehicular weight of the, of the vehicle okay and and the miles driven on mississippi roads okay wow that's so, uh that's a lot to think about yeah well it's a it's a pretty dynamic time to no be doubt. in transportation yeah. so I, I didn't i didn't think me and I will knew we were going to hear all about hydrogen vehicles today but this is uh, this is pretty cool and that jumps off the page and another you know we kind of touched on this a little bit and i know you don't have the the finality of it, it's not quite there yet but the emergency road and bridge fund that conversation going on right now oh absolutely that conversation is very active i don't think there's any doubt that there's going to be another erbr program uh it's been amazingly successful we have done a lot of wonderful things, and, and we've done it, we've done it in places that that tremendously impact commerce, sure. tremendously impact our abilities to get goods to market, and we do that with that that uh, group that we put together, that council that that oversees that, that is plugged into the businesses across the state. Right. So it, yeah, I think it's working fantastically. It was a great idea that we come up with in 2018, and uh, I. I, I I think we'll see another big chunk put into that, and I think what you're going to see in the multimodal uh, multimodum is is something that looks very similar to that. Okay. I think you're going to have another team of people that are going to lead where that money needs to be spent. We've spent the last couple of months putting projects together from our ports, our airports, and our rail lines, and our our, our, our mass transit, and and we'll be able to rank those projects and see what kind of return we would be getting on those dollars again leveraging the 80 percent yeah. federal money and uh and doing some really great things there in a, in a program that looks just like erbr excellent stuff yeah chairman busby let's take things uh, back down to your district what's going on down there i know there's a mega grant yeah that, uh, we just got but talk about that maybe some of the other yeah. projects going on the highway 57 project is a is a huge huge uh, impact for uh, jackson county uh, glad to see that project underway. It'll be four lane and Highway 57 from Highway 90 on up, uh, I guess, all the way to 26. It's going far, yeah. And um, and and that's going to be that's going to be huge. Then we've got the uh, the widening and, and paving projects there. We got a paving project on 63 uh, in in Jackson and George County that uh, is 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 looking looking great. Our folks down on the coast doing a great job with that. And then uh, we've got uh, a widening project on I-10 uh, over in Hancock-Harrison County, taking uh, a portion of the interstate there that isn't already six lanes, it's four lanes there, and making it six lanes. Uh, that's that's going to be a tremendous project. And then one that we need to be looking for in the future, I hope to get an opportunity to participate in, is uh, the widening of I-10 from Goche to the Alabama line. I think that's uh, that's important. the The biggest issue there is how do we take care of the bridge across Pascal River. Yeah, I know that's a big, big deal. And that bridge is is a couple of it's miles huge. long, <laughs> and uh, it's not going to be cheap to do. So we're going to have to, you know, kind of get out of the, out of the box to try to find a way to, to finance it. Yeah, I, I know that that's been a, a booger for a while trying to figure out what to do with that that gigantic bridge. But it's such a critical, 
you know, connected to everything. It is, and and when you when you have an accident there, it just backs up traffic forever. And Mm -hmm. because we're we're kind of funneling things together, going from from six lanes to four lanes, it seems to be a place where we have a lot of accidents. So uh, if we could maybe maybe put another lane in each way there, I think that would that would help things tremendously. And also, you know, another thing that's coming down there is uh, the welcome center. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Getting the uh, new yeah. welcome so, center in. Yeah, finally. You, you know, um, you, when you live when you live near a welcome center, yeah. you rarely visit the welcome center. Sure. So I had a friend stop by there uh, a couple of years ago, actually, and he calls me and he says, "Charles, I don't know if you've seen it. This is embarrassing. We got to do something about this." I go out and look at it, and he he didn't take the story as far as it should. I mean. It, <laughs> And uh, and so we were we were looking at making some repairs, and all of a sudden, boom, uh, we find out that it's going to be replaced. And I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I know that'll be a welcome site, and I know there's plenty of other other welcome centers that we'd like to do some work on too. So if if, if you share that concern, you see in those around there, it is a focus. We are moving on uh, and taking care of those to the best of our yes, ability. Too. Yes. Well, um, we know you you've got you've got a lot going on. We'll be sensitive to your time here, but we certainly can't let you get out of here. You know you've got more other things in the in the, uh, in the fire that you're working on in the future, but wrapping up your time here as the chairman uh, of the Transportation Committee, I know uh, just last week that your your members uh, did a little thing for you at the end of the meeting, gave yeah. you a plaque, commend your service here. We'll just talk about your time as yeah. chairman. Well, it's it's been it's been super uh, bittersweet that I, I chaired my last House Transportation Committee meeting uh, last week, and I'll be moving on to ho- hopefully continuing to work with you guys, but. Um, I think the the highlight of, of my time as as commissioner or not as commissioner as a, as chairman was the 2018 special session. You know when I when I was first appointed to this position, uh, I jumped in the car with MDOT and we went all over the state. We we visited everything in the state. We we looked at bridges. We looked at bridge conditions, and we looked at pavement conditions. I learned a whole lot on that trip. Not only about the condition of things, but how those how those things are done, sure. uh, how MDOT operates. And um, I came back and reported that we got issues on the state system, but they paled in comparison to the issues that we had on the county systems and the local systems. And it was kind of met with the sky is falling kind of rhetoric, sure, you know. Sure. Uh, and so they really didn't take, take me seriously. And then Secretary Chow called and, uh, and said, uh, hey guys, you know, we, we've warned you about the condition of your bridges, and if you don't if you don't do something about it, then we're going to cut off the federal faucet, and things got real then. So, um, so we we were able to get a special session in 2018 that focused solely on transportation, and that's when things really changed. And uh, I, I was just very very proud to be a part of that. And I mean, awesome. literally that 2018 session, the majority of the seeming like the topics that we cover on this podcast originated from that session. Yes, they did. I mean, that was, right. if, if not even just for uh, Representative Busby, that was, that will be a long time historic session for MDOT as a whole. For I sure. think so. No I doubt. think so. Yeah. Sure. Well, Chairman Busby, we really appreciate your service over there in the house and uh, ex- excellent stuff.
No doubt. Will, yeah. let's, uh, let's hit it. Hit the food question? Let's hit it. So, uh, and we had a great little pre, uh, full disclosure, <laughs> we had a little great pre-podcast conversation about this. But uh, a lot of times we've been on here, we talked about a favorite place, and there have been some excellent favorites. But now we're asking folks maybe if you had a new place, anything new recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the new Italian place over on Manship, and I, I still can't remember the what name. Was it was it? Yeah. Polito Osteria. Yes, Polito Osteria. Uh, only eaten there a couple of times, and uh, was with large groups. So they had a, they had a limited limited menu, just a couple of entrees to choose from. But it's my understanding that the chef there it was the chef from Parlor Market, where when Parlor Market was open, they had a they had a, a, a meal there called the Duck Two Way, okay. and <laughs> it was it was my favorite. It was my favorite. So I'm hoping that I'll find it on the menu over at the new at the new restaurant. That's a perfect shout-out. As a matter of fact, we'll double down on this one because uh, my, my wife's birthday was this past weekend. She loves Italian food. I just happened to ask Paul, hey, man, have you heard of a great new Italian spot or somewhere? And this is exactly the one he recommended. So uh, we got a twofer on the shout-outs for Polito Osteria. That's it, yeah. And uh, don't drink and drive, but it's located. There's a brewery in the same oh, yeah. in the yeah, same building. Right, so. right. One-stop shop right there. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. That's great. Jeremy Busby, we'll let you get out of here, but can you drop some contact information for us before you do? Sure, absolutely. I can be reached uh, at uh, cbusby at house.mis.gov or uh, Charles Busby, the number four Mississippi at, at e. e- gmail.com gmail.com excuse me you got so many emails and contacts i do i do i got about a half dozen of them have to try to try to figure out which one we need to throw out there yeah and there obviously we go. hey it's 2023 folks you need to get in touch with the chairman give it a, give his name in google something will pop up i promise you it will get you to him but again thank you so much for being yes, sir. here I appreciate, I appreciate you guys you. having me thank you chairman we'll go ahead and wrap things up thank you to our listeners to tuning in for tuning into the extra mile podcast you can watch and listen to episodes by visiting goem.com forward slash the extra mile. Follow us on social media at Mississippi DOT is the handle there. We want to thank our producer, Katie Hornsby, our editor, Drew Hall. They do a lot of work behind the scenes for us. And remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi highways. Mississippi highways.